Hey guys, this is Jimmy McCord. Welcome to my DFS breakdown of week five here in the NFL. Um, we have a challenging slate to do this week. Um, we already have a couple of games that's going to be off the main slate, and I'm mostly doing this on DraftKings. Um, but for most of the sites, unless you're playing a extended Thursday, Monday night type schedule on DraftKings or whatever, we have that Buffalo, Tennessee Denver, New England game that's going to be off the schedule. Just know I'm, I'm recording this on Friday morning. Um, do know that a presumably a Jets player has maybe tested positive day for COVID. So that Jets in Arizona game is up in question at this point, I believe. Um, but like I said, we don't know. This is 2020. So just follow the news as I'm recording this. So if I do any plays from that game, which probably be on one side of that ball if I do, just know that it's you know it's it's taken with a grain of salt with everything going on in terms of COVID and the situation and the positive test and we'll have to see what the NFL does because it's kind of now it's two weeks in a row we've just had some issues with this so we don't know what's going to transpire so just know that um, <clears throat> with everything going on what I like to do is I like to go position by position and give you the best DFS plays. Of the week in terms of my opinion. I'm going to give you some high-owned plays, low-owned plays, and try to give you a little bit of everything that you may need to know. Um, so that's my goal. So we're going to start off at quarterback for this slate. Um, and I'm trying to get to the point. I could go through all kinds of stuff, the over and unders and everything else. But, you know, most people know what games are the highest scoring games. I don't need to give you that info. I'm here to give you what I think are the good plays of the week. And whether I'm right or wrong, that's up <laughs> for everyone to decide. So let's uh, let's get to it. Um, for quarterback this week, um, at the high end, I'm I'm not as I'm not in love with Patrick Mahomes this week. Um, I just don't think the upside is there for this slate. Um, the one guy I know. That I do like at the high end is Lamar Jackson. And I love pairing him up with a couple players in this slate. I think the Bengals keep this game close enough that Lamar is going to have to play pretty much the whole game. That's my belief. Um, I think Burrell can air it out and they just keep it close enough. They're not going to win, I don't think. But I I think there's massive upside in this game for Lamar Jackson. I know he's been questionable all week. And as of th- Thursday, he missed because of a stomach ache, supposedly. So, I, and I know he has a knee issue, but I'm not I'm not too worried about it. <clears throat> so, you know, he missed Thursday practice because of that. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. He's been running the ball, you know, to some degree. Maybe not as much as last year. But I, I think his ceiling is super high in this matchup. I know he's expensive. And so... I, I like to play because of that. I don't think a lot of people's going to play him. He's going to be somewhat owned. He always is. But I'll get to some quarterback plays here in a little bit. But Lamar Jackson has huge upside in this game. Um, I think he airs it out more in this game, and we'll talk about some plays later. But I like him as a play this week. He's he's one of my favorite plays. Uh, maybe not the top, but he's, he's one of my favorite. I will have shares of him in GPPs uh, this week. And in cash games, I think his his... His floor is high, so I think in cash games you can play him as well. But I think there's other cash game quarterbacks you can go if you're going to go cash. But I love him this week. Um, Dak Prescott, I know he's been killing it this year. I do not like the game script in this game. 
I believe, and most people believe, and we'll talk about running backs later, I think this is a Zeke game. And so I don't think Dak's going to have to do what he's done. The reason he's thrown for a record level of yards in four games this year is because they've been behind in the second half and the third and fourth quarters in particular, and he's just had to air it out. And I don't see that being a Sarah. I mean, if they're down that big to the Giants, then they have huge problems. I mean, their defense already sucks, but I don't see this being a game for Dak Prescott to do what he's done. So I had at his salary for 7400 I I just don't see the huge game from him this week. Like I said, I think it's more of a Zeke game than anything. And I even think if they get ahead, even Tony Pollard will get some work in this game. Um, the Giants offensively just suck, and their offensive line sucks. And so if they are ahead, then Dallas isn't near as good as what we thought. They're probably not anyway, but I just don't see the game for Prescott to meet value at 7400 I'd rather pay the $500 more for Lamar. And I'd rather play Mahomes, too, for just $500. So it's, <clears throat> you know, just take it with a grain of salt. So the guy right below him, I do like Kyle Murray. But like I said, keep an eye on that Jets game. They're supposed to fly out today to go to New York. So just keep an eye on that on that game. We don't know what's going to happen. It could be moved, depending on if there's any more positive tests with the Jets. We That news just kind of came out right when I was doing this recording. So there's not a... There's not a whole lot going on um, with that just yet. So just keep that in mind. But I, I love Murray in this matchup. I think he, you know, Kenan Drake is not performed up to his level this year. And chagrins to me who drafted him in a couple of season-long teams, and it's killed me. Um, but, I mean, Kyle Murray's been Kyle Murray's been running. And I think in this game, he has huge upside. And he's been consistent. I mean, he's scored no less than 24 fantasy points this year. He, he, he's going to have probably at least that in this matchup. He's up to 33 as his ceiling this year, and I think it could be even higher. The Jets, the Jets as we know, stink. Um, so I, I think it's a huge game for Kyler Murray. I, I do like him if that game plays. And with this scare, a lot of people might be more off him this week. And so if we get news Sunday morning that that game plays, I think you can run Kyler Murray out there. And there's a number of different ways to go. Um, unnecessary. I don't know if I would run it back with a Jets player because I don't like any of the Jets players, to be honest. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. So I have a couple of GPP plays, and uh, one of them is Big Ben. I, I like Big Ben this week, Roethlisberger, um, going against the Eagles. Their, their run defense, as we know, is still decent. Um, I think they will have to air out this ball. It's at home. Um, the Pittsburgh defense is legit, but I, I think... Roethlisberger will have to air it out. I don't think Connor will get it going on the ground. I think he will pass catching. And you got Juju and Deontay Johnson. And people will be playing those guys. And so I think Roethlisberger, as a GPP play, is going to be low-owned. Not a lot of people going to play him. They were off last week because of the Tennessee Titans and their stupidity of a lot of the team catching COVID. And uh, we'll see what infractions they get for that. But I do like him this week. Another guy... I like for GPPs is Jared Goff. I think not a lot of people going to play him. His matchup's great. Washington has Kyle Allen starting. We'll get to him in a second. But I I, I think he's a, in play for GPPs um, uh, this week. <clears throat> Another guy that is going to be f- for cash games, he's going to be highly owned because of the matchup, is Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so I think for cash, I think you plug him in and play. 
And we'll get to another one that I think is going to be high-owned as well for cash that you play as well. But, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater has a great matchup. As we know, play anyone against the Falcons' defense that's running the ball, catching the ball. Their defense sucks. The team sucks. Um, but I think if for GBPs, I think if you want to go the opposite route and go with Matt Ryan, we don't know about his receiving core just yet with Calvin Ridley. And with Julio Jones, are they going to play, not play? You know, they're still questionable. So that that does play into a little bit of Matt Ryan's, you know, progress. And I think they're going to be a little bit cautious this week, the Falcons. They're 0-4. They're probably not going to go anywhere this year. I mean, they would have to make a huge run. So we'll see with that. But I think for GBPs, if one of those plays, and we know they're somewhat healthy, I think he's in play for GBPs um, this week. So I'm going to go down to the bottom of the barrel and talk about the guy that a lot of people is going to play, and that's Cal Allen. I mean, he's $4,100. For cash, play the guy. I, he's, going to be, he's going to be high owned, But he doesn't have to do much to reach value. So that's, that's, But I don't think his ceiling is super high. So that's the one thing with GPPs is I want a quarterback that can get me 30 to 40 fantasy points. Um, that's, that's my goal. That's what I want. And I don't think Hal Allen's going to do that, but he's 4,100. So that, that's where you find the fine lines. I think, you know, this is as Friday morning, so this is just me speculating. You know, I haven't looked too much at ownership reports yet. I usually don't until the weekend. Um, so just take it with a grain of salt. But I think for cash games, he's easily going to put up double-digit fantasy points. It's more than enough for you. You could fit some other studs in your lineup. For cash games, play Kyle Allen or play Bridgewater and then go from there. I don't think you have to get cute. I don't think you have to do whatever. So I, I wanted to mention it because he's going to be a popular play. Um, I know Joe Flacco's cheap, but like I said, that game's in jeopardy now. I wouldn't play him anyway, so don't play him. Um, another guy I do like in the mid-range, um, in kind of the mid-range, upper range, is, and one of my favorite quarterback plays of the week, outside of the guys I just mentioned, is Deshaun Watson. Um, they, filed, they fired Bill O'Brien this week. And he kind of had like a dictatorship over the team. I don't think many people liked him. Supposedly, J.J. Watt and him got into it. And as you know, J.J. Watt pretty much owns the Texans. I mean, that's the face of the franchise. Has been for years. And I, I really think he was weighing that team down. I really do. You know, Watson hasn't run the ball much this year. And I know the offensive line stinks. He's been the most sacked quarterback this year. And I think Joe Burrell's second. Um, and he's had some up and down games. He's He's... I'd rather go Kyler Murray if you're looking just for consistency, but I think Watson has the upside in this matchup. That Jacksonville and Houston game has a huge over-under, and both quarterbacks in that game is relevant. I I think this is a game, you know, it it depends. Teams, and Romeo Cornell is going to take over as the interim coach for Houston Texans, and teams kind of respond different ways. Some teams come out, and we've seen this in the past, teams come out firing that week that the coach gets fired or whatever because you're like, you know what, we're free, we're, we're running. I like Watson in this matchup. I think this is a huge game for Watson. I think this is his coming out party this year. This is his best game of the year. Um, I mean, he did put up twenty, almost pretty much almost 24 fantasy, point, 24 fantasy points against the Vikings. It wasn't as great as I wanted to, but he did throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. He just didn't run it as much as I'd like him to, and that's one thing he hasn't done much this year. I'm hoping that because of this news, he actually gets some running because I do want running upside with my quarterbacks. That's why I like Lamar and Kyler Murray, etc. I love that upside that they can bring running the ball. So uh, 
I think this is coming out party. I really do. He has people to pair up against. You can run it back on the Jacksonville side. So that game's really stackable in terms of that. Um, so those are some of my favorite quarterback plays this week for cash games and GPPs. I mean, I, I really think there's still a lot of other ways you could go in this game and in, in these matchups, but those are some of my favorite plays. Some people is going to play Daniel Jones this week, and I know the Cowboys defense sucks. But I just offensively, without Saquon, um, without Sterling Shepard, you know, I know there would be a couple games, there are a couple people that you could play as one-offs in this game um, that I do kind of like as one-offs, but I'm just not, I just don't think the upside's there for Daniel Jones this week. I don't see them scoring like what people think. Um, they might score a touchdown to this game, some field goals. Um, but I, I really think Cowboys take control of this game, or they should, and it'll be a Zeke show. So, as I'm leading into it, we'll talk about Zeke Elliott. He's probably going to be the highest stone running back of the week. He has a great matchup. I think the Cowboys will get ahead. I think they will run the football this week. Um, like I said, things could happen. It could not happen. He's going to be highly owned. I think he's going to be anywhere from 25 to 30% owned this week. And like I said, I haven't looked at much ownership percentage yet, but that's just my thought. But he is going to be one of the highest owned running backs. I mean, you just look at the top of the list. People go cheap at quarterback, which they will with Bridgewater or Kyle Allen. That just automatically, they're going to pay up for Zeke. I mean, he's the only one up there with Derrick Henry's game postponed. McCaffrey's still on IR. I mean, he's just kind of up there in no man's land, you know, $900 higher than any other player you could possibly play for Sunday. So, Zeke's a great play, but I'm probably going underweight on him. And I'm probably... I'm probably playing him less than 25%. I'm probably playing, playing him less than 20% um, in lineups just because if he's going to be high-owned. Um, he still could easily meet value, though. So the second highest running back, and I think these will be a popular pair when people going cheap, is Edwards Hilaire for the Chiefs. He has a great matchup against the Raiders. You can see it on the opponent ranked at the 32nd against the run this year. And so I think that's going to be a popular combo. And he also is going to be over 20% owned this week. I believe so. And so I probably could be underweight on that. I'm not saying he's a bad play um, at all. I, I I just don't. The problem is for cash games, I think you pair them two up and you move on for cash. Because I think they're the safest bets to hit this week. Um, for GPPs this week... I think one guy that's not going to get played a lot, he's going to be low-owned. And the matchup on paper is tough, and people think so, is James Conner. I think he's a great play this week. If you're kind of stacking up this game as a sneaky stack, he's going to catch balls out of the backfield. And he, he does. He catches balls out of the backfield, you know, and everything else. I mean, last week against Houston, he caught four balls for 40 yards. You know, he had 18 attempts on the ground with a touchdown. 27.9 fantasy points. If he does that again, you'd be happy because at a little bit cheaper price, he's prob- he could just produce what Zeke's going to do. Because um, week one, he got hurt. But since he's played full-time in the last two weeks, he's had at least 23 fantasy points in every game. He's involved in that offense. And they do kind of spill him out a little bit with some other runners with Benny Snell and company. But... I love him this week as a GPP play. He's going to be super low-owned, probably less than 4% owned, I would guess, because um, he's just going to get skipped over between Edwards, Hilaire, and Elliott. 
Um, James Robinson's another one I like, and I like running him back if you're playing the Houston side of the ball. Um, I think they're going to try to take Shark out of the game. If I was Houston, I would shadow him and try to make Chris Conley or, you know, D.D. Westbrook or, you know, Keeneland Cole try to beat Houston. Um, so I, I think James Robinson's the guy. He, he catches the ball in the backfield. He's a north and south runner. He's going to pound it inside. So I, I, he's going to be a little bit higher owned than James Conner, but not hugely high owned. He can catch the ball in the backfield. I mean, he sat up to six receptions in the game this year for 83 yards, and that was against Miami. Um, and that's when he put up 30 fantasy points. Um, so I, I, I like him this week as well as a GPP play. And uh, I, I think he's safe enough with the matchup to play in cash games as well. Um, so that's another guy I like. So if you're going down to the 6,000 area, so I think this is going to be the most popular area where most people are going to do a lot of their plays because you just have a lot of players in the 6,000s. You have, you have Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you know, Mixon, you have <clears throat> everything else. I, this guy's going to be hot, somewhat owned because he's going to be with a stack of Bridgewater, but I still like Mike Davis. I think you could get on him, and I know his price is getting up there at 6400 but he catches so many balls. I mean, he's kind of the 1B to McCaffrey in this offense. And for a guy that's seen, you know, 8 to 10, 8, 9, 6 targets, you know, he's running the ball. You know, he's, the last two weeks he's had at least 13 attempts. Since he's kind of taken over, he catches the ball in the backfield. He gets 20-something fantasy points. I don't know if the upside's huge. And I, if, if he gets in the end zone more, it could be. Um, if he could have a running touchdown and a receiving touchdown, it could be. And this is the game it could be. But his consistency, especially for cash games, because he's going to be someone owned. Uh, I love him in that format. I think you plug him in. If you're if you're playing Zeke and Edwards Lair, put Mike Davis in your flex. Get your your cheaper receivers, which we'll talk about. And I think for cash games, you'll be fine. I, I just don't see him not scoring close to 20 fantasy points this week. But at 6,400, we kind of want a little bit more in terms of upside for tournaments. And so, you know, do you play him? Do you not? That type of thing. Um, So he's still one of my favorite plays in that range. I'm not big on Kareem Hunt. I mean, I know he's questionable. So, you know, he was limited. I think they're going to do a lot like last week. I know Chubb played some, but I don't – he's not going to get the bulk of carries for this team. They're still going to use – a two or three running back system. They don't want to overuse him. They're three and one. They're playing the Colts, who's already a tough matchup as it is. So I could see him getting maybe, you know, 15 carries in this game, and they're going to give the other guys carries. And so for 6,500, I know the upside's huge. But last week, you know, that they were throwing, you know, they were running it, and they were running it with the success. But he did not have a reception or a target last week. And that's what scares me. And a lot of people think, oh, he's a catching back. Week three, he had three targets. Week two, two targets. Week one, he did have six targets. But that's it. That, that's been it. And so I just, I'd rather for the price, I'd much rather play Mike Davis at 6,400 than Kareem Hunt at 6,500. And that's just me. I just don't see him getting the bulk of the work um, for this week. So there's a couple of guys that have narrative streaks, right? We have Kareem Hunt that has not done Anything this year. Nothing. I'm tempted to go back. And this is... 
I've had four weeks on this guy, right? I have him in season long. He hasn't done anything. You know, week one against 49ers, it looked kind of promising. You know, he had 14 fantasy points. All right, you know, it's the 49ers, you know, and that was the week, you know, that was before they were all starting to get hurt against everybody. Um, I am kind of tempted, and we'll talk about some guys, that maybe Drake isn't the guy. Maybe he lightened the bottle last year. Maybe you go down and play Chase Edmonds this week. He's getting some run. He's produced better than Drake. So that's a guy that you could play as leverage. I don't think Drake's going to be high-owned at all. People, so, I mean, he's definitely a GPP play. Um, but I think Edmonds is going to get some run in this game because I, I think Arizona is going to realize that maybe Drake's just not great like we thought. And, uh, and it's going to suck for me and my season-long teams, but oh well. Another guy, and he's more touchdown-dependent. And Brian Hill gets some of the work on the goal line. But Todd Gurley has a dream matchup this week against Carolina. Um, he had a decent game last week. I don't think the ceiling's sky high for him anymore. But I think for cash games, if you want to play this guy, I think he's going to get you 15 to 20 fantasy points. And for cash, I think he's a great play this week. Um, he has a great matchup. He's probably going to get an end zone. I just don't see him going sky high in terms of work this week. So just just understand that. Um, so we'll talk about some other guys. Um, Deontay Johnson, if you want to go with a narrative that Hunt's not going to see a lot of carries, you could play him. I just wouldn't do it for 4700 I'd rather go Devontae Freeman against Dallas. He's seen more and more work. You saw Dallas give up a franchise record of over 300 yards rushing, and that was mainly to people not named Nick Chubb last week. And, uh, you know, he put up 10.8 points last week against the Rams. You know, they're not the greatest rush defense, run defense. But, you know, he, he had four targets. He caught four receptions. He's going to be involved in that offense. And I, I think for 4,600, um, he's in play. I'd much rather play him than um, Deontay Johnson and company. Um, so I, I really think he's in play um, this week as a kind of a cheap play. Um, one of the cheap plays I do like at 5,000. And 5,200, but especially 5,000 Antonio Gibson. I think you saw Devonta Furman put up decent stats against Rams. Antonio Gibson's at offense, and we have to see what happens with Kyle Allen. But when Kyle Allen started with the Panthers last year, he targeted running backs like crazy. And I know they have McKissick as well with Washington, and he could also be in play this week in terms of a back that could catch the ball. But I think Antonio Gibson could have... A big game this week at five thousand. I I think he could. I think he could. I mean, he put up twenty two fantasy points last week. It's gone up every single week. He's been more involved in the offense every single week. He catches some balls of the backfield. He has some targets, um, and so I think it's a big game. I think he could easily go four or five x in this matchup, which is what we need for GPPs. And so I love him this week at five thousand. One other guy, if you're if you're playing Watson. Um, another guy, if if you're playing James Robinson, you're gonna run it back with David Johnson at 5200. I know he hasn't done much this week, this year, and I think for cash games, he's a spectacular place. He'd be somewhat consistent. Um, he almost had 20 fantasy points in week one. He hasn't done much since, and his targets are down. Maybe this is the game they they kind of air it out. Watson's going, you know, nuts, and David Johnson catches some ball. We know he can receive. He's I mean he's done it before. And so can he in this offense? I, uh, 5,200 this week, I think I'm willing to take a chance on him. And uh, let's see what he does. Um, other than that, I would not go below those guys in GPPs. 
there's some guys you can kind of take a risk on, but I think there's some cheaper, cheaper plays this week, so to speak, um, with that. So let's get to receiver, why don't we? And this is probably going to take longer than I thought it was. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to go through everything. Um, we'll start with a receiver. I think if you're playing Kyler Murray, you pretty much got to pair him with Hopkins. Other than that, it's probably the only way I play him. I won't play him as a one-off more than likely. Um, I just don't I don't see it. But like I said, just pay attention to that game. That came, game could definitely get moved, and it may not be played at all. So just, just take that with a grain of salt. Um, Amari Cooper... Is kind of up there. So you have Calvin Ridley, who's questionable. Um, pay attention to the news. I don't know if I would play him in this game, regardless, with him and Julio in particular. But keep up with the news with Ridley and Julio Jones. I don't know if I'd play either this week. But they would be super low on plays if one of them does get rolled in, let's say, on Sunday morning. So keep that in mind. But we have Amari Cooper, who's there at the top without those tags. And the thing with Amari... You have Bradbury on the side with the Giants. He's going to be on Cooper. So if you're playing anyone in that game, and I know Cooper's seen a huge high volume of targets and receptions lately. I mean, he has. I mean, he's had 16 targets, 12 targets, 9 targets, and 14 targets this year. The guy's a target machine. But they're going to target, they're going to concentrate on taking Amari out of this game. And uh, so I kind of like the other receivers. My favorite receiver for the Cowboys, if you're playing anyone on the Cowboys, just because of the upside he brings, he may not get a lot of targets, but he is their deep threat is Michael Gallup. So I'm not huge on Amari this week because the one decent corner they have on the Giants is going to be on Amari this week. And he has had struggles in the past against topper corners, basically. Um, in that in that sense, so and we'll go down the list. So at the top end, toward the top end, middle range, I love Will Fuller this week. If you're going to play Watson, I love pairing him up with Fuller. That's his guy. He's been there. He's had no less than 15 fantasy points this year, other than the one horrible game against Baltimore. Take that out of the equation. That was just against Baltimore. I think they're going to air it out, and I really think Fuller's in for a big game. I love him. He's 6,600. A lot of people are going to be hesitant to play him, but I, I think he's in play. I, If you're playing Big Ben, I think you can go Juju. I think a lot of people will go Deontay Johnson, who's also a play this week. Um, but Juju's had double-digit fantasy points every week. He's had up to 25 fantasy points in week one. Um so he has the upside as well. Juju, a lot of people don't think about playing him because they were off last week. But he's in play as well. Um, <clears throat> DJ Shark, a lot of people is going to play. I'm hesitant on Shark. Like I said earlier, I think they're going to try to take him out of the game. You can still play him. But I'm not huge on him this week. Um, just for that reason. One of the higher-owned plays of the week is going to be Robbie Anderson, and he's been killing it. He's proven people that he's not a one-trick pony, and he can catch the ball. And he's played great this year. I mean, he has. I mean, for Robbie Anderson to be this consistent, and he's going to be played in cash games. He could never have been played in cash before this year because he was so inconsistent. But he's proof of the Panthers, man, that he's their go-to receiver at the moment. And for cash games, just plug in Robbie Anderson. In tournaments, you could, but he is going to be high-owned. I think DJ Moore, that a lot. he was high-owned last week. I was not playing DJ Moore last week 
at his ownership. I was just I wasn't. I think he's the GPP play this week. I think a lot of people's gonna be off of him. A lot of people's gonna be on Robbie Anderson, a hundred dollars cheaper. If you're playing someone in that game, if you're playing Bridgewater, be a tad bit different. Instead of going Robbie, go DJ Moore. Or maybe just go Bridgewater with Miles Davis, who's going to be owned. But I think DJ Moore is a good GP play. He may bounce back this week. Um, I do like him better this week than I have in, than I did last week, for sure. Um, CeeDee Lamb's another play. But at 6,000, I still rather play Michael Gallup. I know he doesn't see as many targets. And CD's been super consistent, so I still like him better than playing Omari Cooper, for example. Um, so we're going to start getting down to like some of the cheaper plays this week. And a lot of people are going to do this because they're going to pay down at quarterback, pay up at running back, pay down at receiver, pay up at tight end, pay up at defense. So receiver, you're going to see a lot of people kind of pay down. And one guy, I hate to mention him, but he's due for one game a year he's going to break out is T.Y. Hilton. And he has sucked. There's no question about it. He hasn't done much this year. I mean, he's only had 13 catches on the year. He's due for a game. So I'm just telling you. And also, one guy I did forget to mention him because he is in this lineup is uh, Marquise Brown for the Ravens. If you're playing Lamar, pair him up with Marquise Brown. I'm telling you, he... They've he's been deep, he's been open, and Lamar's just missed him in a couple of games. The air yards and everything else is there for him. And this could be a game that he breaks out for 160 yards and two touchdowns with just two deep bombs. He just takes it to the house. So it could very well be this week. So play him just like TY. They're both GPP plays. So just take that with a grain of salt. I do I do love some Marquise Brown this week. Um just throwing it out there for that price. Um, and T.Y. Hilton as well. So T.Y. Hilton is a GPP play. He won't be highly owned in that matchup. I'm not the biggest fan with Mahomes this week, but I think Tyreek Hill for GPPs, he's always due to take one to the house. So he just always does. Um, so those are two plays that are not too far away in salary from each other. Um, but if we go back down to the cheap end, two, one guy, I think two guys you could play in this Giants offense is Darius Slayton at 4,800. I think he's a good play. Um, it's just, what can Daniel Jones do? That's the thing. And their offensive line stinks. They've invested in it. And Darius Slayton hasn't had a huge game since week one. But the other guy I really like more than him, he's going to be lower owned, I believe, is Golden Tate in this offense. He's, he's seen an uptick in production here lately, um, at least in terms of air yards and targets. Golden Tate has killed the Cowboys in the past. And that's why one of the reasons I played Odell Beckham last week, and I pretty much played him in every single lineup because I knew he was going to have a huge game against the Cowboys. He's killed the Cowboys in the past when he was with the Giants. And Golden Tate used to do that with the Lions when they played the Cowboys. He killed them. He killed them last year when he was with the Giants, when he wasn't hurt. So Golden Tate just had these big games against the Cowboys, and he plays up to the competition. And uh, I like him this week. If you're going cheap, he's one of the cheap plays I like. That's not going to be super high-owned. Um, so if you're going that route, that's a guy I love. Also a guy that's right there by him, Randall Cobb. If you're playing Watson and you're not going to go fuller, Cobb has had some, you know, had some catches and some production here. Like last week wasn't that great, but you know, before that, you know, he's getting in the end zone, he's catching some balls and some targets. So he's a guy that could definitely go and play this week in low owned ownership at forty five hundred. Um, some other guys. So we're going to talk about 
one of these guys, if I can find him, is this guy. If you're looking for Demir Bird, is going to be somewhat high-owned at $3,000. Um, but the guy I like if, if um, Julio or Ridley is out is Zacakis, I believe his name is. He's $3,000. You saw him this last game put up 16 fantasy points, eight receptions on nine targets for 86 yards. Um, when Julio got out of that game and... If one of those players are out, I think you could easily plug this guy in at 3K. And, man, you can make that work with your offense because he's going to be targeted, I'm telling you. And uh, I just think that guy at 3K, follow the news over the weekend, but that's the guy to play. If Demir Bird is another guy if you want to go through the 3K crapper. But uh, that's the guy to kind of go with in in this matchup if you're willing to go cheap so just throwing it out there keep up with the news if one of those guys are out plug in Zacakis I think he could do great I mean he had eight catches last week so I, I think he's involved and they're going to throw in that offense um so now we're gonna move on to tight ends so tight ends this week the top two plays I think try to find the money play Kittle or Kelsey and Kittle's not going to do the game he did last week, so don't try to chase the points with Kittle. He's not going to put up 43 fantasy points. He's not going to have 15 receptions for 183 yards and a touchdown. Let's just throw that out there. He's not. But Garoppolo could be back this weekend. He's still questionable. Uh, you know, they, they, they still have Debo Samuel who's trying to come back from, from you know, his injury. So Kittle's definitely in play. I kind of like Kelsey this week. I think Kelsey is this week's Kittle. He's not going. He's not going to put up forty three fantasy points, people. But if he's had twenty four fantasy points in one game, that's been about it. He's kind of been, you know, kind of there. And it, they could decide to run it with Edward Chalair. But I think Kelsey's due for a big game this week. And I think if you could find the salary instead of chasing the points with Kittle, try to play Kelsey this week. I I, I think he's in play this week. I really do. Um, <clears throat> so just just keep that in mind. Mark Andrews is always in play. He's the touchdown machine for the Ravens and Lamar's favorite target. But like I said, I like Marquise Brown this week. Um so I'm not as high on Mark Andrews. Just just know that. Uh Darren Waller is always in play. So these top four tight ends are the top four tight ends in fantasy and in the NFL. Just put that out there. So they're always in play. He is questionable, so you know, also take that. He was limited in practice. But all signs point that he's gonna play this week. Um so here's a couple plays. One, if you're going with the Eagle narrative, and this guy's going to be super low-owned because a lot of people's paying up for them and they're skipping over this kind of middle range, is Zach Ertz. He, 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 I played him on one of my my teams last week that had the Sunday night game, and he stunk it up. But with Dallas Goddard out, who else is going to catch balls with this in this offense? You know, I think this could be the game where Zach Ertz sees a lot of targets and he's going to be low-owned. So I, I really like playing him because no one's going to talk about him. So that's the guy that everyone knows has a role in this offense. And they have hardly any receivers to throw to. I think Ertz is set up for a huge game this weekend because they're going to try to get the ball out quick with that Steelers pass rush. T.J. Watt and company is going to have a field day with Carson Wentz if he doesn't get that ball out, especially as many times as he's been sacked this year and the offensive line's had injuries and everything else. So he's he's in play. I love him this week. Tyler Higby is always all, always in play. I think the Rams get up in this game um, and start running the ball with their three or four running backs they have. 
So I'm not huge on him. I'd rather play Ertz for $100 more. I just think he has more upside this week. Um, but he's he's always in play. After that, I think you go down. And Dalton Schultz is always in play um, against the Giants. But they're not going to air it out like they've had this year. They're just, I just don't see it. Um, Evan Ingram hasn't done anything this year. He's going to be lower owned, maybe not as much as Zach Ertz. Um, but he had 10 targets last week. Now he caught six for 35. That's it's not great, right? Short throws. 10 targets last week. I think that could be in play this week. And if he catches those for a little bit more yards on touchdown, he meets value at 4,600. So I, I like Evan Ingram this week as a play. I think he he's he's uh, if you're going to play the Giants, you don't stack the Giants. You play one-offs. And he's definitely one of the one-offs I want in my lineups because I think he can go off. I really do. Um just with the targets and everything. Um, the other guy I do like a tad bit cheaper is Eric Ebron on the other side of the game with the Ertz with Pittsburgh. Um, he's being seen an uptick every single week. He is a touchdown threat because of his big body. He's lining up. He's lining up wide. I mean, he, he's doing a little everything. For 4000 I think that's the cheapest tight end I like this week. I will play a lot of Eric Ebron this week. I think he gets in the end zone in this game. And other than that, guys, I think the only one I would keep tabs on, if it was me, is it may not be huge, but he was a limited participant. He's probably gonna make. He's probably gonna play, but uh, for a concussion. But that's Jordan Akins for the Houston Texans. If he can't go, I think you could play. You know, Darren Fells, and because uh, he he likes. You know, they use kind of both of those guys. But that's something to monitor. Um, I don't think it's huge, but. Just kind of throwing it out there. But other than that, for tight end, that's pretty much it, who I like um, this week. <clears throat> for defense, I think the top defense this week, if I'm paying up and I have the salaries, Pittsburgh. You know, I do like Zerts. You know, I think he could put up some stuff. But that 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 Steelers defense can get so many sacks. They're probably going to get a couple turnovers. You know, for 3800 I think that's the defense to pay up for, in my opinion. Um, that's the defense I would play. You can play the Rams at four thousand um, against Kyle Allen. He has been prone to throw, uh, turn over the ball. He did last year for the Panthers quite a bit, actually. So that's another defense if you're paying up that I really, really like. Um, the Ravens defense is kind of out there because I think Burrow can move the ball. They they they're pretty decent against the run at times with their front, but they've you know I think with those. With those Bengals receivers, they have a decent receiving core with that team. So I, I, I'd rather go the Steelers. I'd rather go the Rams, at least this week, than the Ravens. I don't know why. Now, I could be totally wrong, but I'd rather go that route. Um, a couple other defenses, if you're going to pay down a little bit, it's the Texans against Jacksonville. Um, at 2600 I think they're in play. You could go to the Cardinals, but they're kind of expensive. And like I said, that game's kind of iffy right now, so I might just clear that out. If you're going to kind of pay uh, – paying down is different this week. I usually pay down on most of my defenses, but this week I don't think I'm going to do it. The cheapest play I would go, and this is a total GPP play because they've been the worst defense in all of football. You can look at the numbers. The worst by far of any defense in the NFL – but GPPs, if you want to take this narrative streak, is the Dallas Cowboys at 3,100. Like I said, just pay up a little bit more or less for a couple of But for GPPs, because 
they've had some offensive line issues. And and the Cowboys, if you look up that, they have had pressures. They've, they're actually ranked sixth or seventh in the league in quarterback pressures this year. They just haven't got to the quarterback. That offensive line for the Giants sucks. For GPPs, I think you can play that Cowboy defense. They will not put up what they've been putting up. They will put up positive points this week, I guarantee you. I don't think they'll put up negative numbers. And I think they get to the court. I think Alden Smith can have a great game. And maybe, maybe Demarcus Lawrence comes out of a shill and does something for the first time in two years. You know, it's ticking it out. Maybe they'll start blitzing Jalen Smith a little bit more, which I think is one of his strengths. So that's the defense that could come into play this week as a GPP play. Not a lot of people will play him. So if you if you can't find the money for 3800 or 4000 for the Steelers or Rams, you know, I don't think that's a horrible play. I think they will get positive points, and they'll get a couple turnovers in this game. Um, I really do, because Daniel Jones can turn that ball over, and their other running backs aren't that great. So um, just throwing it out there. And if you want to play another, and I kind of didn't mention this guy as much, I might have a little shares at him at running back, is Devontae Freeman. Okay? I think it could be in play at 4,600. He had he had eleven attempts last week, so that's another cheap guy if you're if you're not gonna go, you know, chase Edmonds or you know, take a risk on him or anything. That's a guy you could play with Dallas giving up, you know, franchise record yards they gave up, but um Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis is still playing there, still getting carries. So just understand that. Um but he isn't played this week. I think if I think for anything, if you do want to play him, and you want to play him in cash just to get you some double-digit points, I think that could be in play um, if you just have 4,600 left at the end of the day. Um, it could be in play. But uh, I'll talk about a couple stacks I do like um, real quick. Um, so a couple stacks. If you're going to play Prescott, and like I said, I'm not huge on him this week, pair him up with Gallup to be a little bit different. Um, I do like that combo. If you're going to play Bridgewater, who's going to be highly owned this week in terms of the quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks is usually spread out. It's not as high owned as running back or receiver or tight end, etc. But if you're going to play Bridgewater, play more instead of Robbie Anderson, who's going to be high owned this week. Um, this could be a breakout game for Moore, who had great year last year. Um, I love the Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown stack. I love the Watson and Fuller stack. And then you could run it back with Robinson, who I like the best. You could do Shark. But like I said, I, I think they're going to try to take him out of that game. Um, and then one other one, if you want to kind of do it, is Big Ben with either Connor or Juju, or you could play with Jonathan Johnson. I think you can go a couple, three different ways with that stack. Um, I, I think he won't be able to run the ball that great, but I think he's going to catch a lot of balls in this game, James Connor. So I think he's a great GPP play. And then uh, that's probably it with my stacks. So I appreciate everyone listening to this video. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, until next week, I will say see you later. Let's win some money, and let's hope all these games play with 2020. (laughs) All right, see you guys.